I travel around the United States in my RV, meeting real people who share the same love for racing. If you are into RV life or a fan of racing cars, follow along. Hey everybody, I'm here with Dave Skeen and Matt Getty. It is Gettys, right? Uh, it's Gettys, but yeah, everybody everybody gets close. It's perfect. Okay, well we'll do we'll do it right. Gettys. Uh, there you go. Appreciate you guys joining. Uh, Dave reached out to me recently uh, once he uh, knew that you know I have a racing audience and uh, he'd like to speak to that racing audience. And uh, we included Matt as well because Matt has had a, a great deal of experience with. Um, some of the things that Dave have uh, Dave, Dave has planned. So I'm going to let uh, Dave start, talk a little bit about um, your background and uh, the topic that you'd like to discuss today. Okay. And thanks for the time. And, and Casey, and, and talking to you too, is the reason I kind of came to you too, is, is, you know, you've got a great story too. And uh, that's what this is about is our group of uh, family, right? which is your driver. So you're in the same position. And what's nice too is on the ground roots level, which is what I, unfortunately, my racing career was uh, negative budgets rather than any kind of budget, <laughs> right? I mean, I threw 10,000% of what I could into it. Um, just a quick on my background, I just, you know, I went to Arizona State uh, for school, graduated. I'm somewhat uh, aged wise, but, <laughs> um, in that I went to, you know, mechanical engineering and, and, uh, electronic engineering in schools down there and just happened to come across, uh, um, I was racing a go-kart time. I have a, a championship in IKF 88. That's where it started for me. Um, I just had process to get a chance to, to, uh, build a super V at the time. And so I, as a dumb kid, they said I couldn't do it. So I just, made it happen <laughs> anyway that took me on to uh, bob bondurance where i worked for bob at the school in uh, sears point and then we moved it to phoenix um, or chandler um, so it was neat exposed to a lot of formula one teams uh, you know everybody pretty much came to the school in that time and then uh i was at a, ref, or a race a kart race in uh, 94 at phoenix international raceway because we always had pit passes to everywhere that was kind of one of the benefits of working for the school um, during that time, I think on some of mine, uh, uh, there was a wreck where, uh, involving, uh, Paul Tracy, Hero Mashusta and Jacques Villeneuve where Jacques went full course around the track through the yellow lights, through right past the flagger stand and T-bone Hero, uh, splitting a car apart. Luckily it didn't kill Hero, but it split the car apart. The motor and transmission went flying at, at Paul Tracy. He was lucky to get back in the car, saving his life. But at that time, then I thought, you know, Hey, if, just like a jet fighter, when they're notified of a missile launch, it's off of an audible tone, just a simple beat, because they know to immediately do a reaction. So they've got procedures, right? If they missile launch, of course, they're going to do their inner deal, but it's trained, military trained fighter pilots. And they notice that a fighter pilot can uh, react to 0.03 seconds uh, to from a tone to a reaction. It's the quickest way. I mean, if you try and use a light or something like that, there's always a delay, it can be missed anything um because racing never has done that racing has always been visually trying to notify the driver i mean and remember it's it's got to be instantaneously with spotters one guy gets to know nobody else knows so that causes more problems sometimes than not as you see the, the drivers would just go through it anyway because you know we're trying to gain a position anyway um so that's kind of where the mission started right? Save those accidents. There shouldn't be no secondary accident in that situation. If we notify the drivers, they have easily quit. Anyway, proceeded on to uh, um, building my own product, got my patent, um, and then had in it. That's what it is. It's just that simple. It just makes a tone. It's just an auto representation of the flags. I, I don't know how simple I can make it, but um, knowing now, of course, I got it into the industry and in NASCAR tracks, former Renault in Europe, ASA, all of them mandated it, right? Um, so it worked great, unfortunately, too well. You know, I, I, some of my best memories were working the ASA series. We were at Erie, Pennsylvania, and me and my buddy Phil Rhodes would go to the cars every before the race, 
because I've had it battery operated, right? And I had to tie into the darn radio, so that kind of made it a pain in the butt. That's why I'm an expert at radios. Um, but anyway, um, so, you know, I would have a unit inside thing. It was pretty cool when they'd call the yellow and I'd get the beep and then you'd hear 43 cars back out of the throttle at the same time. Um, anyway, very phenomenal. But the problem is it did decrease the accident rate by 70% drastically because you got to realize most of the wrecks are caused by secondary accidents. Um, so in that, unfortunately, the industry just saw that as a negative, meaning you know, no, now the radio companies didn't really want it in there. So there was a, anyway. Um, so anyway, it, it got put on the shelf, I guess is the easiest way to do it. Um, so in that time now, I'm in the process, I've got everything lined up. So um, they can't keep it out this time, I guess. Or if they do, at least they know about it. If the racers want to continue to keep doing this to themselves, then it's uh, off my shoulder and it's not on my shoulder anymore. I mean, I've watched, you know, Dan Weldon, Weldon get kill himself, unfortunately, from my view, because if he would have been warned, he would have definitely had a chance to save his life, Clausen. Um, so, I mean, there's a whole bunch of drivers here that I thought were on my conscience for a while, but they aren't because I put it out there. It's the people that facilitated. Unfortunately, the people that are into this that just didn't want it there. Um, that's theirs. But anyway, that's beyond right now. Um, that's what, you know, Matt has been working with the other side product that came off of it. Like I said, that was the one mission is just to simply make the tone. Right. Um, but well, when if I'm, I can, Dave, when if I could say something about that, that, you know, the difference between the audible versus the visual warning. I mean, like Dave said, you know, we've all, well, I say we've all, but if you've been racing at all, or if you've been doing, you know, track days or whatever, you're familiar with the flag system that they bring out, you know, they'll, they'll have a guy in a, in a little, you know, hut with a flag and it's your job to keep an eye out for him. And, you know, it, it's possible. It does work. And, and it's something that we, we all theoretically should be trained for, but there's a, there's a lot going on inside of a race car. A little bit about me. I have, you know, come, come from a corporate background, you know, doing sales, marketing, training, um, managing people, that kind of thing. And, you know, I guess also, you know, a little bit importantly, both of my parents were teachers uh, for their career. And so that strange intersection of those two things is that I started racing um, and I found myself immediately in this this role, even just before I was doing it professionally, just with friends where I would, you know, try and help them try and facilitate their process of learning how to do the activity that they were kind of in love with. And then, you know, that kind of branched off into you know, having people tell me that I should try and, you know, uh, do it professionally. So I started doing a little bit of that and it, and it kind of took off. So um, by the, I don't know, by the end of 2019, I was a uh, chief driving instructor for Turn 2 Motorsports, which is a uh, company that does track days and test days, <clears throat> you know, private lapping and um, race car tests and stuff like that uh, up at the Ridge in Shelton. And so, um, the thing that I found over that, that whole process is that when drivers, even experienced drivers are inside of a vehicle and they're, they're pushing themselves mentally as, you know, the, the idea is right at the limit, you know, where you really, you don't have a lot of extra bandwidth mentally. The flags that are being displayed visually in front of you are not in the forefront of what you're thinking about, looking about, and, and they get missed. And there are a lot of the situations like Dave was mentioning where, you know, if the driver had been aware ahead of time in a way that he couldn't ignore, you know, so that it's not uh, a little tiny guy with a flag, but it's something that all of a sudden when the tone appears in your ear, you know it at an intuitive level that that goes right through all of your other perceptions. And all of a sudden you you just know and you will do something about it, you know, like when someone comes on the radio and I'm in the race car, it doesn't matter how focused I am, you know, the earbud is in my ear. I can't really um, ignore it. And so, you know, the, the Weldon situation and, and just this year, you know, I mean, the, anybody that watched Le Mans this year, there was a yellow flag situation where, you know, it was just on the other side of a hill. And if the people behind it had, had known, they would have, you know, just reduced pace five, 10%, you know, no one, none of the drivers actually want to be in a wreck. You know, one of the interesting things that Dave was saying is that, you know, uh, 
car to car contact on track is uh, is exciting. You know, from from a smash and bang kind of perspective on on a TV, it, it really is exciting. But we live in a world where it's more and more safety conscious, and the the, the days of motorsport being kind of a uh, you know a bit of a gladiator sport are the, the I I think they should kind of come to a close, and we should take every reasonable kind of avenue we can to inject some safety where we can, because it, it is all, you know, excitement and, and fireworks until someone actually does, you know, seriously get injured or die, as has happened a couple of times. Eau Rouge is a perfect example of this at Spa. Um, you know, there, there have been deaths there, and, and some of them possibly could have been avoidable, you know, right over the top of the hill, same thing again. Um, so that that's, you know, like Dave said, that's the big thing that we want to work toward is is being able to leverage this system that uh can kind of go right through all of the kind of the 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 hurdles in in what a driver knows inside of the car and tell him immediately something that will hopefully save his life save everybody else's around him um, and in the end maybe make for better racing in a different way where it's not entirely uh you know cars having problems but it's actual real racing you know it can it can promote and and you know dave and i have talked about this before uh from a driver perspective in the car you know we all do have those moments where where you're worried about what's on the other side of the hill you know you push through it anyway and you go through anyway and you hope and you do look for flags but the flaggers have a certain delay time you know i mean they're just they're they're human and even you know the modern f1 systems in the car where they flash a light on the steering wheel that says, Hey, you, you have a yellow flag coming up. It still requires the redirection of the focus of the driver down there to a point where uh, it costs them something, you know, they have to stop looking at an apex at another guy at another car, another guy's tires, any of the, you know, the multitude of things that we need to be thinking about. But um, when it's in your ear, it just, it just works. And, and I think that's the really big benefit of the system is that it, it plays on a part of the, the human um, kind of physiological response to new things happening audibly right next to you. And it's, you know, we've, we've tested a couple of times and it's, it's so immediate and so powerful that I, I think it's got really um, big safety implications. And I, and I think this time maybe the world is ready to have it rather than dismiss it. I mean, that's Dave's hope too, I think. Well, and, yeah, to add on top of that, if I can, um, and remember, like you said, right now, we're just kind of talking about the tone, as, as you explained about, about yes, it breaks your tone. Now, what I want to say is, is I've got a list of world-class drivers that have used it already. Um, it was mandated in the American Speed Association, so people like Brad Keselowski, Mark Martin, all those guys have already used it. So what I'm saying is it, and yes, because it's been a break, everything's brand new to the drivers. But what I'm saying, uh, even in former Renault, it was, we didn't run radios, right, in Renault um, at the time. So their big problem, of course, is in the rain, just like you watch the wreck in Spa. What I'm saying is the first car going, all you can do is just say, okay, a tone for everybody. Then it makes pretty easy sense that you could have backed out of it. Um, and now on that sense, you know, um, there's times that you can't see, all right? And the only way you can be notified correctly is through an audible notification. Um, so, yeah, um, it's definitely, it. I mean, audible notification has been proven by the military, so it's not a, a new concept. Yes, go talk to a military pilot and see if it breaks his attention. Um, also, like I said, Ernie Francis Jr. has run it because we had it set up for the Trans Am. Um, so what I'm saying is, yes, and now, I mean, for Matt, he's been more focused on the, the instruction side and the video side, which is even more forward, and we can help even more on that too. Um, and like I said, the the tone's just simple, simply do it. It's just how we do it now is it's I'm much more sophisticated on how I do it, as far as you know what data we have, and that's something easier for um, Matt to explain to the rest of them. But on that side, the, the first part's just simple. We just make a tone. You know, if they don't run yeah. earpiece, have an earpiece and what we did in Trans Am, even with a loud piezo in the car, we did that with Pirelli World Challenge and uh, and that is it even an in-car piezo speaker is loud enough to get the driver's attention. And then it, 
you know, of course, registers on different things. So um, there's that avenue. Yeah. And then, uh, like I said, it's how we uh, do it that opens the door for the live instruction and and the huge benefits of that. You know, that's just what rolls out of of, of starting with making a tone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dave, did, did you want to I mean, obviously, you know, that's kind of the, the segue is to this this other thing or at least one of the other things that the, the product can do. Right. Um, is, is the, the, you know, like Dave said, the video live video coaching, um, that actually is a piece that hasn't really existed as a, a good possibility, especially for a mid-level or, you know, um, kind of a, a casual user of a, of a product is that one of the things that, that we also are able to do with the product and that I've been doing a lot is we can place a unit, a, a camera unit inside of the car that can broadcast video and audio out of the car at uh, kind of a, a rate or, or like a, um, an immediacy that until latency. now has been yeah. basically yeah. impossible. Yeah, it's, it's ultra low latency, yeah. you know, on average, like in, just in my testing at different racetracks, it's, it's been, you know, somewhere on the, uh, you know, 20, low 20s to high, high 30s milliseconds of latency. And what that allows on the video and audio transmission is that if I'm not in the car or if I don't either desire to be in that car, but, you know, the most common application so far has been coaching people in race cars, you know, single seat or uh, race cars that aren't designed with a passenger seat. There are a lot of cars out there where the driver could use or would really benefit from, um, you know, let's say local track knowledge. It's a new car to them and they need someone with a little bit more experience with that car. Or there are a lot of drivers that have race cars that are just new to you know race cars and cars uh, on racetracks in general and and the support that they would normally get from someone sitting in the passenger seat telling them guiding them kind of talking on a comm system through you know here's where we put the car here's where we brake here's where we where we lift a little bit tighter a little bit softer you know all of that stuff that 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 I do in uh, in instruction and in, you know cars that do have a passenger seat normally people just get thrown to the wolves when they get a race car, especially in a single seat scenario, obviously, you know, there's no place for another person in the car. So a lot of those people are essentially trained up on uh, one vehicle. They have X amount of experience. And then when they get into the new race car, it really is kind of a step back a lot of times for, for these guys, you know, much more than it needs to be. Um, but what I've been doing is, uh, you know, in single seat cars, just add, my experience, my thoughts, my kind of like, you know, guidance to, to where the driver can be thinking and where he can place his vision and all that stuff. And the, the results have been phenomenally um, impactful on the drivers that I've worked with. And I, I, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just going to interject kind of the background on why this project exists, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, so, like I said, in my background, yes, I instructed for Bondrants, you know, and we did professional drivers and then went to exotic racing, which is out at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, where we, that's all we did, unfortunately, <laughs> sit around in the right hand seat of the Italia or Lamborghini and Porsches and just tried to keep the student from killing you all day long. So, um, during that time, then I was always... I just I was a top instructor and so I was always in in the Aventador which is a big beast as we all know uh definitely a unique car to instruct or even ride around in or on a racetrack that's for sure but anyway mm -hmm. ran into a situation the car became dangerous um spoke up about the issues that kind of stuff and of course they uh they didn't like me speaking up so uh, um I was eliminated so I wouldn't make noise um unfortunately Eight, you know, eight months later, um, then uh, uh, Ben Gil Kelly wa uh, was killed in the Aventador uh, with a student where they lost it at the end of the straightaway and hit a barrier and caught the car on fire. Um, but the same situation that I explained about. So, you know, that's why I said it, it's just instructing. It's just dangerous anywhere. Um, so that's kind of why this was created also in his name. Um, cause there's no reason, I mean, yeah, no reason that that needs to ever happen again. Um, especially yeah, for enjoyed what they were doing. So that was kind of the main thing on that, you know, um, and there's a lot of us old time race car 
that won't instruct simply will never, you know, either even young ones now that will not get in another car with, because it's scary when you're in with a new, whatever, you know, and, and at speed. Um, so um, this opens a door for them too. We're, you know, shoot, think, like I said, think about it. We can have uh, Lewis Hamilton could train his kid from away from go-karting to formula one, if he wanted to do live. I mean, yeah, and then that's, that's, you're, that's you're a big feature. With that driver. Yeah. And, and that's what I experienced too. Run American and road Atlanta where I, you know, we've been beta testing this now for over a year or so, but um, yeah, it, it is amazing to me what I'm saying. When I, my instructor, I, he, he, you know, was off the apex and I'm yelling at him. He missed the apex already. He started looking around, like looking for somebody sitting in the car with him. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, how, yeah. that's how kind of fun it was. You know what I mean? And one thing that you had said, I liked about your response of your guy, your training is, you know, he couldn't figure out the line. Well, you said, what I did is you put your, your student under the goggles and you showed him how to do it. You yeah. Know, and then that, that is that. a really powerful thing too. Is, You're is, darn right. so, yeah. That, that single seat car, he, yep. you know, he'd been racing in this race series for, for two and a half years. And all he'd ever been able to do is watch, uh, you know, from behind where other drivers are placing the car, but, but it just feels different. You know, the, the, the perspective of the driver, the point of view uh, is, is so different when you can watch your own car do something in real time. And then he could talk to me, he could ask me questions. Well, now you we can, can have a rolling conversation. Yeah. And so, and then, and, you know, uh, he, he, and he did have doubts about the hardware. I think that's kind of what you were saying is that he, he didn't think the car would do certain things. And, you know, I had, seen other cars do it and then i took a couple of practice laps and I, I you know i just kind of i i knew that it, that the car could at least attempt it so i you know worked my way up to it and you know admittedly yes i have more you know experience in cars than than the driver and so um me driving it and and just kind of uh giving him the confidence that he could also do it because a, a person just did it in his car and then, you know, I could give him feedback about, you know, what might need to be changed. But, but the, the thing that, you know, I, I guess really, uh, I, I didn't expect so much to appreciate about the system is that if two people, one driver, one viewer are using the system at the same time, the normal debrief process during the coaching um, situation is that when the driver comes back, they need to explain what happened, you know, because, you know, both people can't be there. And then, the information exchange where the, the, the skill building or the, or the, the engineering on the car that has to happen once the data or once the video or once the conversation has happened between the driver and the, and the coach. But with this system, I always know what's happening all of the time with, with him in the car. And then when he gets back, it's as if we were doing it together and the, the efficiency and the immediacy of the, of the, the work that we could get done together is, is, immediately changed i mean it's, it's a completely different process and and it really um it, it's it's you know side benefit is that it feels much more like a team effort you know it feels really like we're sharing a, a common experience and a common goal and um you know that's something that that i didn't expect but also has other applications i mean you know i think dave probably i don't know if you want to talk about any any of the other things that, that we're going to do with it but um <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, like I said, that's your job because I don't want to let too much out. I don't want to scare people like normal. So, um, <laughs> but no, you're spot on. And those are some of the things thinking is, and to remember, um, uh, the other part we want to add is, is our mission, right? Just saving people's lives, but we're doing it at grassroots. I mean, yeah. yes, I matured with the Formula One driver that gets killed, but our number one mission is to save everybody at grassroots. So what I'm saying is you're talking about what they have in Formula One, where you have the live guy on, so uh, Billy, and now that's this is available to everybody. You know, what I mean, and that's what I'm saying. It, the cost of the system is is cheaper than anything. And then once the system's highlighted, you know, the piece they put in the car is two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, depending yeah. on how sophisticated you want. I mean, just to get the recording, Billy, from from it, it's the best because you still have you know SD recording in the part that goes in the car, so. I mean, you get yeah, the best and pro ever invented and it, just by putting it in there. 
And and that's you know something that's worth saying too is you know the the, the product you know Dave, Dave's company and the product that we're working on is is a multifaceted multi tiered kind of a thing. It can do lots of stuff. It can you know do the coaching. It can do the audible warning. It can, it can do all of that stuff. But it, it's it's much more approachable than that. And it kind of starts with something that everybody wants anyway, right? Everybody wants video of themselves driving their own car. And so the you know common solution is you know grab uh, you know unit go x or whatever right like the camera that you buy off off amazon or whatever and you're going to spend a few hundred bucks on it and it's going to be fine it's not going to be a bad solution at all um, but if you're going to go get a camera of some kind and spend two or three hundred bucks on it if you can pick this one up instead and it can be the entry point you know the the, the foundation of, of a system of different other things that you can do with it the camera quality uh, you know, depending on which one you pick up, I, I whenever I, I put the goggles on people, you know, to, to, to show them or try and illustrate like, you know, here's what I'm doing with this system. The first thing they always say when they put the goggles on is, wow, this is this video quality is amazing. What camera is this? <laughs> and uh, and it really does look good. I use it for recording some of my races and the the clarity of it and then the camera, you know, the angle, the lens um, profile and all that stuff. It just it's it's a really, really good video setup, if nothing else. And then you can always build all this stuff on top of it. So when you guys say there's a it's a system, is it's it's hardware and software. Is that right? Yeah, built in. <clears throat> so 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 basically I mean in simple terms, what I'm doing is a high powered Wi-Fi system. Okay. So a little bit technical here some okay. So and because I, I'm an engineer and I know these things, then I've taken what they've done and I've put it on steroids, basically, because I'm allowed to do it. Basically, what the technology is left over from the military. You know, it's just like the cell phone, but it's actually much more sophisticated than the cell phone is anymore. Um, so, uh, you know, without complicated, but we all know what an OnStar system is. And that's what this is, basically, its own OnStar system in a 20-mile range. Meaning all the things that are in there talk to each other and all that data is collected live and sent to the cloud. So yes, then we can return all the data video back through the cell phone immediately to the customer. So yeah, if, if your you know, customer wants to see an in-car of, of this car, then they just um, pay, you know, just here's what they want. They want in-car on their local track here, get that button and they have access to it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So if, if anybody's but, yeah. watched uh, like a, you know, Sky Sports Formula One broadcast, you know, they, they, I think they still do it. They have something, you know, called the red button. It was a special option that they had where basically it would allow you to access the video streams from all of the different cars um, because they're all streaming out anyway. Uh, so the, the, the deal is how do you look at all of them? And so uh, this, this system is kind of the same thing. You know, all of the cars that would have one of these units in it would be broadcasting video and data out and then, the viewer who had a, you know, a, a receiver unit would be able to say, okay, well, I want to watch car number 88. Okay, perfect. Click the button. I want to call, you know, I want to see inside this car over here, number 40, click that button. And then the, you know, from a, um, a, a viewing perspective or like a spectator perspective, that that's another thing that it'll, it'll be able to do also. Right. So think of it kind of as it's its own high powered Wi-Fi at a 20 mile range. Right. So it's all live. So, that creates its own app. It, does that make sense? Uh, meaning all that live data is sent to the cloud immediately and then we process it out. And that's where, you know, this is a different deal. Meaning this is the only safety system that will make the tracks and series money and save their customers thousands all in one. It, there is no continual yearly base because they will have the data now to resell to their customers instead of having to pay for all that, like timing, scoring, all that kind of stuff. The system is sophisticated enough, unfortunately, you know, like I said, as we build out to be full race autonomy, meaning we don't have the humans calling race control or any of that. Um, but of course, you know, that's stuff we bring in slowly because the humans are too scared. But, you know, I mean, that's just how good the, the systems that are available now as far as tracking and that kind of stuff, as we know. Got it. Got it. Is there a, is there a name for the system? <laughs> well, and that's you know that's saying uh, um, uh, and had explained to me like I said I'm just a simple 
guy. So that's uh, kind of Matt's church. It, it's all in the thing, you know, what I've been off of that I've been is audible flagging, you know, audible flagging system. When I brought it out before, it was called audible alert, um, it, uh, you know, and I'm, I, I don't, you know, I thought that was the most logical name, but, you know, like I said, what had been through, then uh, if, if anybody's open to a suggestion to a uh, another name that uh, um, is uh, more uh, market acceptable, let's put it that way. How's that? Then? Well, yeah, and, and, you know, what I'll say about that is that there there are, I mean, you know, Dave, Dave's company is um, kind of multi multifaceted we're, we're what we're thinking of doing is doing a you know different branches of a, a a similar related product right infrastructure stays the same across all of this this hardware but if you just want the video uh the the name that we've been using for you know just the dedicated video system where you take it out of the box and do the streaming video thing uh it was called on track live and then you know like dave said audible flagging is something that is more safety you know, safety focused, more, you know, regulatory focused, uh, something that we would, you know, send out to a race series, you know, like we're working with a couple of different race series to, to use that integrated as, as, you know, kind of the, uh, a core feature of the series. So, you know, um, audible flagging would kind of go that way. And then, and then Dave's got a couple of other projects in the works, but I guess those are the, the two big things would be on track live for the video and then audible flagging for the, uh, the regulatory and, and safety side of things. So I want to make sure that people have a way to get in touch with you uh, after. <laughs> so um, explain and I'll, I'll put it in the description, but what is the best way for someone to reach out? Because they're interested in this system and they want to use it or they want to test it or they want to buy it, whatever it is. How would they right. reach out? And, and right now I'm building those out. So gillgoggles.com is up right now and that's for the goggle setup right, that he's using for instruction. And, and that's just kind of the name uh, for the website, right? It, because it's dedicated to Gil, which makes sense. Um, that one's up and going in, in here in the next day or two. We're going to, uh, you know, that's, I mean, I've been building stuff out. I've been ready to sell it. We've been beta testing it. So now we're at that point. And that's kind of what, you know, uh, for you, we're going to utilize that with you, meaning I'm going to take you on this journey if you want to go with us on this thing, because um, um, that's where our core stuff is, you know, to get the word out. So, um, but yeah, um, and then audibleflagging.com I have set up. So those, those two will at least get them directed in a state. And then like I said, Matt's with me. So that's what we're going to do now is get them. So they're intelligent. People understand what's going on. we got a lot better video. Um, cause you know, like I said, unfortunately I got a whole bunch of videos, unfortunately that, um, proves our point you know like i said he talked about just the one it, at the uh, lama with the red flag when tower records ran into the porsche after how long with waving flags and and a red flag they went and he still came around the corner and plowed into him you know what i mean so i've got right. multiple of those that it, easy to t easy to put a point to you know what i mean so um we'll be adding those for us hear that believe it or not summer is just around the corner Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. So Gil, Gil's goggles, is that right? Or Gil goggles? Gil goggles. Gil goggles. Yeah, it's G-I-L goggles. Yeah. yeah. And then. Um, and I'll send that stuff to you too, if you want on the, you know. Um, yeah. And like I said, I, I'm going to set today and, and launch those. I've got them set up in, in, in there. So I'll launch them. Like I said, the uh, um, Gil goggles got where you can order the product and that kind of stuff. We just, you know, we just need to, with Matt's help, we can get it smoothed out and be ready for it. I mean, yeah, I, and, and we're, you know, go, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, this, the application of this, whenever you call me <clears throat> and it, it, you just give me a snippet of, of what your background is and what you're doing, you mentioned Audible for flags. I was like, man, why didn't I ever get that system? And that's because, you know, it, it maybe wasn't available to me, but now it is for people. So, yeah, uh, that, that is, pretty cool because the first thing i thought of is man i would love something like that because i know i've missed yellow flags before um 
Every, well, exactly. Everybody that's, has. And that's the other side too, is that, you know, other thing, nobody wants to get killed in a car, but think of the poor guy that had to kill somebody. You know what I mean? Uh, the guy that hit him secondary, you, nobody Dracer wants to do that anyway. You know what I mean? Um, even the example, Billy Monger, you know, that's in Europe, you know, I mean, the kid doesn't have legs, you know what I mean? So those situations, that's what I'm saying. When we're talking about it, it's not, maybe it can let's look at the other side yes you're going right you know what i mean and that's why hopefully in this approach we want to present it going why not people okay there's no downside to it you know um so um and that's why i wanted on the grassroots like you guys are doing too because yeah you're turning it so you know i want to get a, we'll get set up we'll get a unit to you so you can get under the goggles and and that's really all we need to do, huh, Matt? We just get you under the goggles and you're hooked. That's really, that's <laughs> it. And that's that's one thing I was going to say. Any, anybody that's in the Washington, Oregon area, if you want to see the system in use, um, I, you know, I coach and instructed a bunch of different tracks up and down um, the West Coast, but, you know, primarily <laughs> Seattle, Portland area, right around there. For anybody that wants to see it in use, go to, um, uh, on Instagram, it's, it's Geddes underscore Autosport. Uh, you can, you know, find probably days that I'm going to be at there and then turn to the, the company that operates out of um, actually two tracks. Now the, the Ridge Motorsports Park in Shelton, Washington, and then uh, QRP, Calispe Raceway Park over in Spokane, Washington. I bounce back and forth between those two places. And, uh, and, and those we will, we'll get up on our website, Matt, too. So you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put it and, up that way. But but anybody, I mean, you could do a, a demo of it too. If you want to come out, I'll bolt it into your car for a minute. You're, you know, whoever's with you can watch you drive, and then when, you know, if you want, you can watch somebody else. And and really, everybody that I've shown it to so far has said, uh, you know, here is my money. Where do I put it? You know, uh, we just we don't have it's. We're not. We're well, almost there. Yeah. Well, but I want it in only certain hands, so that's why I'm very selective who I give it to right, right. now. Right. I'm not giving it to anybody that's going to, you know, the snakes. So I've been very careful on that note too, is the IndyCar race is here in Portland uh, next weekend. Um, so I will be out there with everything. Matt's going to be out there and, yep. uh, you know, I'm working with, you know, that's where I'll be with Ernie Francis Jr. And then uh, um, RC Emerson, Anderson and uh, uh, Jacob Abel. Okay, so I've got a meeting all set up with those guys and Bill Abel, um, if you want to look at those. But those guys are some great, good stories. So, you know, that's something that me and Matt are going to get in, at least get them guys, if anything, get them under the goggles and they're sold anyway. So that'll be our motivation then. Um, but, you know, our intent is, of course, uh, IndyCars have everything in the car to do an audible warning. So, um, you know, I'm working in those angles and we are together. Uh, but what I'm saying is if, if uh, you're going to be out there or carry, I don't know if you're coming out for those or where you're at in the, the States I, right now, but. That's the thing with Kerry could be anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I admire you. Yeah. Heck yeah. I, that was some of my funnest times is traveling around uh, doing the SA thing. We had a uh, old GMC Greyhound bus that we converted into a motorhome. Me and my girl just, and my son just drove around setting up races. I'm like, yeah, that's not a bad gig. <laughs> well, I just made it back to Austin. <clears throat> it's come my whole life. But uh, <laughs> Austin, okay. Yeah, but I'm 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 actually going to be downsizing to just a cargo van, and I'm going to convert it myself. Oh. So that's going to be quite a project, and um, it's going to take up some time. So I, I don't anticipate being able to travel for the next couple of months while I take this other project on. But then it's going to be a lot easier for me um, than what I'm doing right now. So I'm in I'm in my RV trailer at the moment. But uh, if I kept on driving the roads like I have been, uh, you know, this door wouldn't be on the refrigerator anymore. The faucet sink would be falling off. I mean, it's it's rough. I drove semis too. Yeah, it's oh the roads are horrid. I, and like I said, I was driving for some of the IMSA teams just because I had a trucking company. And I'm like last year, I'm like, no, I'm not doing it no more. It, I I felt more dangerous out there now than I did driving cement pneumatics in the mountains of Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Well, so let me ask you. So when you say let's put the goggles on, it's essentially uh -huh. getting somebody an opportunity while they're at the track, but not in the car within a 20 mile radius of wherever that car is driving. They can see and hear everything that's happening with that car almost real time. 
No, it is real time. That's what I mean. Okay. And that's the way we do it, the it, goggles. You, you put the goggles on and you touch yourself. And that's kind of well, how you it, test latency. You know it, what I mean? It's, it's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Is, is you, yeah. you know, you get this system set up and then you, you know, you show somebody, okay, uh, here, go ahead and just put these on your face. And you have the camera aim so that they're in the shot of the camera. Right. And then as soon as they see themselves on camera, they go, oh, oh, that's cool. But it's the moment where they first move their hand to try and go, you know, reach for the camera or whatever, where they realize how instant the video transmission is. And and that's that's that big, like, light bulb moment where they go, oh, right. I and, get it. Yeah, that's I get it. Yep. Is it and <clears throat> so putting on the goggles is really a, a demo, but not necessarily in a car it's it's to, it's they're they're getting to see themselves with the goggles on no no, no, no. actually I'm, I'm picturing a yeah. scenario where like you know you've got the you know the the cameras mounted back here like uh, on the rear seat or on the roll bar of a car and usually what i i do is just have somebody stand in front of the vehicle so that they're in the view of you know where the camera would be pointed anyway and you know, I tell them, okay, here's the system we're going to be using. And, and well, yeah. yeah, what we're talking on that is, you know, if I have the unit and I'm just carrying the camera around with me on the goggles, then, you know, like anybody, if they, hey, what is it or whatever, then I, here, put the goggles on. And then what you do is you see their hand and then you touch their hand. So they go, oh, wow. You know, when you touch your hand, it's actually touching me. You know what I mean? So they can see that, you know, if you have it mounted in the car, then when it was in the car, then yeah, when I'm up there instructing or whatever, then everybody's around me and like, oh yeah, look. And, and so, you know, now the system, now the guy with the goggles can Bluetooth to anybody around him, the phone on their phone. So they can sit there and watch this live too. Um, you know, so, so that's also the other capabilities of some of this stuff. Right. Yeah. The, the, the connectivity of it now, you know, I mean, if we're going to talk about the list of things that you can do now in 2023, 24, that you couldn't do back when audible flagging first started, right. the, the transmission and, and shareability of, of the video broadcast is, is something that just really, it, it's a now thing. It, it, you know, so we want to take advantage of it. And, um, you know, I guess one thing that we, we didn't talk about, but it, it's, it's a common question that comes up. Uh, there are a lot of race teams and, and drivers that want to stream video out of the car into, you know, their, their friends. And like, you know, that's a really commonplace thing in, in the grassroots space is that people want the, you know, the other people on the pit crew, the spouses, the family, all that stuff to be able to spectate and to be able to share the activity with them. The thing with that is that streaming systems have a 30 to 60 to two minute delay. Um, and, and it really is this really long span of time where something can happen in the car and you won't see it until, you know, probably on average about 45 uh, seconds to a minute and a half later. And it, and it disconnects you from the whole experience. But once you watch it in the pits and you realize how immediate that is, it really is, is extremely uh, effective at kind of engaging you as, as a viewer and, and from a, a driver perspective in the car, it feels really good to know, you know, in a race, if I'm using it, whoever's watching me on the other end of the goggles is, is watching what I'm doing. And, you know, Dave mentioned spotting briefing, but uh, you know, it absolutely could be used for that. You know, someone, your, your friend, your, your crew chief, whatever, he could watch your mirrors. We can have two cameras in the car so that he's got one feed, going windshield and one feed going uh, out the back of the car. And, and it really is, is this level of engagement to the whole um, process from, you know, between whoever's in the pits and whoever's in the driver's seat that, that I didn't expect. And, and it's, it's really fantastic. Well, it's like having your spotter sitting on the back of your car, checking out it is. to see <laughs> who's close to you. And if you've got room to move. Yeah. Well, well, having a right. rally navigator sitting right next to you, you know, yeah, like this so guy. So here's a thought. What about a race uh, guardian angel live or something or guardian angel live type of deal as far as a name, you know, for that device that sits there. So that's something for a thought, too, as far as, you know, mindset, throw that up there. So one, yeah. one application that I was thinking that um, just as a driver, I would want, but I, I don't know if it's just up to the driver. So that is. I would want some sort of audible indication whenever there's a yellow flag. And mm -hmm. if I'm just a regular driver, I'm driving the SCCA and uh, I want it. I want it because, it, you know, I'll know before anybody else and it, it's safer. Um, it You still have to kind of work with the track and the facilities to then 
relay the information or how 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 could I as an individual start hearing those audible noises for the yellows? Perfect. And and that's kind of the start as far as the business model goes. Okay. So and this is really so for the a system to hide let's just use your local dirt track, right? So to embed the full system is about a five thousand dollar bill. Meaning that for the track, not only that, but see in that system, then the track gets live uh, replay, instant replay, right? So they get all that. Meaning what I do is highlight the track, meaning I'm going to put four or five cameras around the track plus the start finish, meaning I have live, right, data. That is also timing and scoring type of stuff. So for that price, then the system's up and running, meaning right because it's already tied into it so they wouldn't do anything different initially if they wanted to just do the regular stuff they would just we'd hook it to the light system they already existing right if they want to stay with the manual human then we just tie it into it they don't know any difference when they hit their button right it, it takes its pictures so they can go look see where everybody's at um and notifies all of them and then documents that got it so it and is it, yeah. it's a matter of orchestrating with the track for um, having it set up at the track such that then the audible could be um, integrated with whatever automatically it, yeah automatically yep. To, yep. to the drivers right, who right. have uh, you know the well do I have to have something from your system in well that's that that's what we say in the board that goes in the car which whatever we want to call it guardian angel let's call it at least that maybe a GA live how's that GA live that's sure. a piece that's in the car right and so it's just a simple it's thrown out it talks live right so that's the mentality it's when you can see three thousand drones in the air i'm using the board that does all that logic right and video because right, right. it does the same thing so uh, and then because we don't fly it meaning it's just a stationary thing meaning all that logic in there we can use for like we say doing the autonomous type of situation that kind of stuff but you know, I right. mean, but to start, we want to keep it easy for the series. All they do, they don't know nothing. They we just come up, hook it up. They don't do anything different, right? But right. now it access us to all that data because remember all that live data at the track we sent to the cloud, and all that data is stored to resell with the track, things like that. But that's where it starts. So for five thousand, really, it's, that's why it's a benefit to us. Because just having it there and getting all the live data is worth the five thousand cost to put it at a track, and that's right, what right. I'm working for, for the track. Yeah, yeah, right. and then right. that's the big thing is that you know uh, you were asking you know how how do I get it for myself and and there are ways that the system is is going to be able to warn um, drivers about you know several other conditions you know there there are different ways to kind of detect a yellow flag condition if you want to think about it like that but the 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 most effective way. Um, I think what you're asking about is infrastructure wise, how do we get the thing um, in place? How does that work? And and that is something it's a pretty, it's a, you know, in the grand scheme of how uh, a track budget works, it's a super low expenditure. And uh, we're working with several tracks right now to, to have it installed so that it's just a, you think of it like a transponder, right? There's a receiver in the ground. When you go by the transponder, it, you know, the data just comes across um, and it, it would kind of be seamless in the same way where you just put the data in your car and it works. Right, exactly, because I'm using uh, the parts from the drone board. So, you know, too, is, you know, the government made uh, the drone people put a identifier on the board, right? So every one of them, I have, there's an app you can download. It shows you exactly where everybody's at. <laughs> so meaning that same thing, when that drone or that board gets close to the track, it links itself in. So what I'm saying, it it knows all that, so it's it's seamless as far as the transition. If one guy goes from one track to the other, it you know it's just like your regular deal. It 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 knows all that. So right. for anybody that, that has like a lap timer, you know that, that always knows where it is, and so you just turn it on and it works. Then you know it's it's kind of the same thing. You know the, the board that's in the system and, will. And it's just it's just housed in a square you know hard box. So what I'm saying is so it, it even like your go karters, it, it's portable, meaning they take it there. It's, it knows where it's at on the track. You know what I mean? So it's inexpensive enough. So it doesn't have to be hardwired unless you want it. So what I'm saying is, it, and kind of this discussion, yes, is making circle track stuff, meaning close by because they're going to full full course yellow. You know what I mean? 
then as we get it there, then that's when you go, well, hey, you know, if the car's smart enough is it's wrecking. It can call its own yellow if you want. You know what I mean? But that's how we work in the uh, the trust vector where they start trusting it. Right, right. And that's, I don't know, Dave, do you want to talk more about that now about the, I mean, it, it's a bit more advanced. We, you know, fill it in later. No, but. and I said that we want to keep it because we want this for the local guys, right? But, and when when they when we get it in there then it's like i said it's kind of i want to do it like a trojan horse right we want to get in there hey it's a safety deal right and and at its base level yeah yeah, it it adds it adds safety yes check right it does add the ability then they can't take it out right and then they go oh well we can do this one time score oh yeah we can do this we can do that you know i mean that's kind of right right i envision us you know and let not the industry when they figure it out, but main thing is just get the seat belt in so they don't, aren't scared of it, <laughs> right? The the yeah, super and, smart seat belt, and then we can progress from that. Right, and and that's you know the the, the multi the multi tiered or or the, or the you know the growth of the product to do different objectives is something that you know is is a big part of this because the hardware and the software is so versatile. Uh, there, there's a lot that we have planned for it. A lot of features that we want to add to it over time that that are, uh, you know, along the same lines, but just much more uh, advanced and and have a, a bigger payoff for the end user. But uh, you know, this just starting at the start and having the unit in the car to do a little bit of video here, super easy, and and it does essentially build the framework in, inside of the race car for all of the other things that you might want to add on to it later. So I have, you know, we sometimes have a, a, a couple of different cameras mounted in the car. Uh, one maybe going to a Garmin, Garmin unit, right? And it records it and you can look at yourself afterward and critique and talk mm-hmm. about it. And another one is, you know, like one of the AIM systems and, um, you know, it's recording a lot more information with a lot of data and things like that. What if I said, you know, I want to go with yours, uh, with what you have now. Does it record somewhere so that after a race, I can go put the goggles on or like watch what happened just like I would mm-hmm. watching the stuff it, on Garmin? It does. Yeah. Yeah. It, it actually, you can record on the unit that's in the, in the car and then there's a recorder in the goggles. So, so, but yes, just meaning that, you know, I mean, if there's a little bit of breakup from distance, whatever, uh, you know, split second, it's not seen in the video on the unit, but yes, all the data. Right. And, and remember, I'm, and that's why I guess getting into, I've got two 5Gs for video, separate entities. That's how much bandwidth I carry with me. Two yeah. complete 5G networks, right? And then I also have two 2.4 gig networks independent on that same board. Okay. So what I'm saying is predominantly I use 5.8 because it's lower latency for the video feeds. And then all the data is sent on and whatever data, what I'm saying is the data that I am sent is huge. More than any phone, more than anything else, as far as the data collection that it's sending me, right? It's just whatever I want to view. But those are the two links, meaning if I run too much in the 5.8 for video, what I'm saying is if I want to have 20 cameras in the car, then I put those on the 2.4 because I don't care about the latency, right? So it, it's very versatile as how we want to use it. Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, to uh, the, the way that I usually use it to, you know, add a real world kind of case scenario for, you know, what is it like for the, the end user carries that, um, the, like you said, the camera unit that is in the car, the actual hard piece, it has an SD card. There's another SD card in the receiver unit and you can record um, just by, you know, push of a, a button on the, on the unit. You can, and, and actually it's kind of neat. You can control whether it is recording or not remotely through the receiver unit. So you can say, I want to start recording on the camera unit in a car and pull video directly from that. And then you know, it's recording. If you want to stop it, you just hit the record button again and it stops in the car. And you can do the same thing at any time you want to in the receiver unit in the car so that you could come out of it with, you know, uh, not just video from from what was happening on track, but you have redundancy too. You've got, you know, two actual recording units. Um, and then, you know, like Dave said, uh, having that same information sent up to the cloud at the same time is something that we're going to be doing. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to, to pull that video out of the car. Um, 
and and that's what I've been using for for video review afterwards. You know, I'll, I'll you know watch the driver and and we'll do work at the track, and then and then afterwards we already have that video with you know inlaid data inside of it from the the unit in the car, so that there's all of that information you're talking about from from the AIM, from the Garmin, you know, any of that stuff. Um, it, it, it's all there already in in this unit. And you can yeah, we, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, we independent do everything everybody else is doing yep. it's all in our own independent but yes and we can tie into somebody else's unit too if they want to keep using it but what i'm saying is ours is all live independent and uncorruptible just so you know i blockchain everything so everything in that live thing is uncorruptible right because it's in its own live network Got so it. from the security that kind of stuff and think about it i mean just that device i can pick out cheaters left and right i i can put an algorithm right so there's a lot of possibility that's what i'm saying that's why that's when we can apply the logic to make racing even safer um the mindset on that's why i wanted to get mine is is how the business model set up is the data that is collected basically creates an app right so we're going to a base app for the racetrack let's just talk like sims a small racetrack so now with the system there it automatically gives an app because now we have data right so the track in that we're going to be profit sharing on what we sell the data. Right. And that's how it kind of set it up is track will get 40% of the revenue. I'll take 40 and then 20%, 10% is going to go into a trust fund for people that were injured. Right. Why this wasn't out. And then the other 10% is going to pay the insurance policy going forward. So I am working with K and K and, you know, and I've been before. So, we can get their blessing if minimum, but what I can prove even from former Renault is that they're on the insurance that we can reduce their liabilities, meaning let's get the insurance on our site. So my intention is to go, Hey, you know what? Maybe we can get them to say they sponsor the system to attract. They do two things. They look really, really good because they're saving somebody's life and then they reducing their own liabilities. You know, just no different than what the uh, insurance company do for your regular production car. Meaning we have the whole data from every event, meaning now we can reduce the liability or if somebody intentionally does something, we can see that too. So who are you looking for most right now? Is it other tracks who would like to sign up with you or is it individual racers who want to sign up? Everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, you know, that's what I'm saying. For the novelty side, then the gill goggles deal, that's what I'm saying. It was kind of our novelty kick deal. Right? Get under there, and that can go anywhere. Even if you want to put it on your, your bike, what I'm saying, it's a great camera. And then, you know, and one thing I wanted to bring you up that I noticed is, of course, being older now, if you want to live through somebody else's life, let's say you bought a race car and you have to hire somebody, you know what, dude, put this thing in there and, and you're spot on. You'll get more fun out of it than by far anything <laughs> i'm just saying yeah, if you want just to watching through, it go by you yeah, know to actually you be there your kid's yeah. life yeah well spot on yeah just for that factor you know uh we can sell to a lot of dads <laughs> so the video is real time is there audio involved with it as well with the goggles yeah yep yep wow and we'll work that yeah. <laughs> like you said it does everything and that's why they didn't like me okay because <laughs> yeah. you know the company said yeah i mean aim and all those people that are making a bunch of money off of people that's what i'm saying we're going to return that to the industry they should be making in money with us you know what i mean yeah um yeah and 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 at a grassroots level too i mean you know it it is it it is commonly available technology you know the 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 individual bits and pieces it's it's you know having someone kind of coordinate them together so that they can you know do this exact thing and uh you know we believe it doesn't it doesn't have to be as expensive as as it has been so far you know the, the you know the technology is just commonplace enough now that from a safety perspective you know like dave said you know our our, our main goal in this is to save people's lives to to keep people safe and, and to to help um you know grow the sport by taking the the risk element out of it wherever we can and and so if, if that's what we want to do then everybody needs to have access to this you know, it really needs to be something that, that that spreads like wildfire, and everybody just sees it as as a, a new normal, and and that's really what we want. So, um, um, so, you know, I would I would say the best bang for your buck, grab one of the cameras, grab a set of the goggles, and and 
try it out and and it'll it'll be something you don't want to not have yeah yeah i mean um i'm excited to share this information because you know i'm grassroots and i had no idea anything like this could even exist um i i i sometimes wonder like why does the technology seem so old when you're trying to communicate with each other at the track and you know when i'm driving you know there's radios but I get about, you know, I get around that one corner, forget it. I'm not going to hear a thing until I come back around the track. And uh, to, to have something to where people can communicate on a much higher level and instantaneously, uh, that would be, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There was actually a really, really, um, you know, case in point kind of thing. I was coaching a driver at a really, really hot test day Uh seven or eight days ago and this 96 degrees 98 degrees out on the track and you know driver was in in a car you know race car open seat race car and um it was just getting cooked in the thing and and i could see in the way that he was driving the car in his body language and the way that that he was kind of handling it i you know i was literally watching his hands tense up and watching the behavior of the car and, and him change as he was getting overheated and and the car was getting overheated and i could i could see that something was going to happen you know like he was going to come into a, a big high speed spin and i pulled him into the pits you know i, I told him hey listen let me just come in for a minute right and kind of broke his thought process a little bit he was just uh in need of a break and he didn't realize it and and if you had just been watching him drive by on the main straightaway i i wouldn't have been able to see it either but when i was there in the car with him virtually I, you know, I, I, I felt enough of what he was feeling that we pulled him in. We talked about it. He realized, you know, I, I was about, uh, I was way past the end of my capacity. And so, you know, you take a five, 10 minute break, you go back out and you test and you reduce the risk a, a ton and, you know, no crash cars. Uh, and in the end, that's the kind of situation we want to see out of it. And it's yeah. really, really cool. Well, and one thing I wanted to bring up for you and, and meaning, this was out saving the lives. Okay. The reason it didn't continue and the reason you never heard about it is because everybody shut their mouth. Okay. And yeah, then and, they, and actually Dave, you were telling, you know, uh, I, I think what Dave's talking about is it, it was in operation for, for many years um, in IndyCar and, and in um, IMSA as well. And NASCAR. But yeah. what I'm saying is, is, yes. I mean, all my heroes, I was trying to save Tony Stewart, all these guys know about it, Mark Martin, but nobody would speak. My, right. in fact, when I did the test at, at, at uh, Homestead um, with Ricky Craven, we tested, no problem, made the problem, you know, at in Ricky Craven's Winston Cup car, and then of course I was talking to everybody because I was in the pits and I went up to Gordon, um, and I'm like, hey Jeff, and he's like, hey, a great idea. He goes, but if, you know, if it was invented in 1939, maybe NASCAR would look at it. I mean, you know, that's the way the industry was. We, us drivers had to keep our mouth shut because we wanted to keep our ride. You know what I mean? So uh, that's why I appreciate you guys, right? I've always spoke up because I've gotten prosecuted for the whole time. And I'm just used to it. But I need hardcore so we speak up. It's simply, it should have been in there. And it's the people, unfortunately, in this industry that were the ones that we're part of it, part of the cover-up, I guess I'd say, even at the highest levels, okay? So what I'm saying is we, we that's why we need to go, hey, this was out, and maybe a little bit mad, just like in the thing, hey, this has been out, and you guys kept it from us, so you know what I mean? Meaning when we go forward, we want them to help us get in, just like a tobacco company. I yeah. just want them to go back and take care right. of what they would take care of what they didn't do right and then let's go forward and not really saving anybody i don't want anything other than that you know but um that's what i'm saying is uh appreciate you guys and and remember one biggest lesson i learned in uh, the 30 years of doing this is the top guys don't care and they don't care about the lower ones meaning the lower guys care right meaning because then they're ones left by everything else they get the the crap right that's not the way it is now they're going to get the top scary available in the world for the people that deserve it. you know the other right. guys yeah, don't it, that's their choice you know what i mean but for our mission you know that's that's where we stay strong and i appreciate you guys like i said it's not a i've been doing it a long time so it's not a hopefully this time like i said our approach we get them to realize that you know i'm trying to help you know because I am them, 
You know what I mean? Right. I am speaking up and, for the drivers that can't anymore, you know what I mean? Because they're dead. Right. And, and to, you know, to Dave's point too, you know, like, like he was saying, you know, it, it takes a long time for this stuff to get adopted. You know, I mean, uh, you know, head and neck restraint devices have been in existence for, is it, I mean, it's, it's coming up on 15, 18 years, something like that. They, and they do save lives. Anybody that's worn one, I, you know, I don't know how many people that do worn, uh, wear this head and neck restraint system have actually been in a vehicle crash where it comes into play, but I have, and I can't tell you how effective it is. I mean, it, it, it probably saved my life and I resisted it, you know, at, at, at first, you know, every, everybody changes unfamiliar and, and uncomfortable and every, and especially when it's expensive, everybody will resist it. Right. And, and then eventually it gets to a point where now all of these organizations, you know, all, you know, club racing and, and, you know, track days and all this stuff, we're getting closer and closer to mandating the use of the head and neck restraint as, as a, a de regard safety system. You just have to have, you know, it just makes sense. You know, you look at a hundred thousand dollar car, why would you not spend a thousand dollars? And it's not even that anymore. Now it's $500 to get a Hans device or a, or a next gen or, you know, it's something equivalent. Um, and you just accept it as part of how you keep yourself safe in the car. And at a grassroots level, that's what we'd like to see this system be as well where if you're going to be out there and the other people around you uh, can, you know, work <laughs> with you to have a unit in the car and all of the units can make each other aware of what's going on. And you can, as, as a group of, of, of people who in their own self-interest and in the self-interest of everybody else in the sport, if you can keep each other self, uh, keep each other safe and keep yourself safe, then for a really low cost of a, of a few hundred bucks, why would you not do it? You know, nobody wants to crash. Nobody wants to get crashed. Nobody wants to get hurt. And this is an easy way out of it. Yeah. Man, guys, thank you so much for the conversation yeah, today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, man. I want to thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like. But I have one ask for everyone listening. I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website, driventocompete.com, and you'll see a form to get on my newsletter where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag.